Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, you guys. Welcome to Steel Wars. I am comedian Steel Saunders, and I do love Star Wars. Please enjoy this classic clip, which is available in full at patreon.com forward slash Steel Wars. A quick warning, in this clip there is some occasional coarse language, so if you are around sensitive ears or are easily offended, move along to another Steel Wars episode. This is not the podcast you are looking for. My favourite Star Wars film? Yes. And not just my favourite film, full stop. My favourite Star Wars film is A New Hope. Okay. Because I think it's, I think just, it's, Every beat is absolutely perfect, and I think the Death Star run itself might be my favorite thing ever committed to celluloid. It is pretty good. It's so good. From the beginning to the end, every single beat is good. And just, just as soon as you're getting you know, slightly distracted, Luke puts his, you know, like the radar away and goes with the Force. Oh, and then Han comes in at the end, and it's just it's goosebumps, beginning to end. Yeah. And then he comes back to the hangar, and he says, um, Carrie. It's, it's all... See, I equate this. This will, this will upset you to no end. Okay. I equate the hand at the end coming back with the Falcon to mm. save the day. Mm-hmm. That's up there with in Attack of the Clones when Yoda rocks up with all the clones. No. Yes. I, I was just like, yes. I was so stoked. Oh, wait. So, you're not saying that it's bad. You're saying that it's so good that you put it up there with the... Oh, wait. Wait, you I, so, wait, CGI Yoda rocking up with CGI clones to fight CGI insects is somehow akin to Han Solo rescuing Luke for you. Yeah. Oh, if this weren't your apartment, I would kick you out. <laughs> <laughs> so bad. But, okay. All right. So, you, you see what I mean, though? Like, A New Hope just hits every mark perfectly for me. I love the score. I, I, love, I just love it so much. Um, I didn't see Empire until many years later. Really? Yeah. So I didn't. I didn't get it. So when I think about Empire Strikes Back, I think about watching it as a teenager. Um, I don't think I watched it till I was like thirteen or fourteen. I don't know why. I think maybe my video store didn't have it. So the Death Star trench. That's your favorite scene. Yeah. My favorite scene in in Any Hope is yeah the Death Star run. Or just out of any film. Out of Star any- Wars film, I should premise it with that one. My favorite scene in any Star Wars film is where Darth Vader dies at the end of Return of the Jedi. See, I, Return of the Jedi is my least favorite film, but it's also got my favorite scenes from the trilogy in it. I adore. The, I I just I, I I adore bits of it. It's like I feel the same way about it as I do about Arcade Fire's most recent album. I don't like the album. I love some of the songs. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's got higher highs and lower lows, but it's not as consistent. Uh, but yeah, when Darth Vader dies, it's just great. I mean, seeing that weird fat white guy's face—that that that just that that Arcade Fire analogy. That is why you're Triple J's resident nerd. That is, you couldn't say a more cliched Triple J nerd thing ever. Like such an asshole hipster. Don't I? <laughs> it's true though. I mean, okay. What's what's your? What, I mean, what's your favorite Star Wars film? Uh, Return of the Jedi. Okay. I like. I like them all. 
Good. Um, obviously, original trilogy is yep. in a sweeter spot. But Return of the Jedi, I'm not sure. I, I was at the perfect age to enjoy Return of the Jedi. 1983. Yeah. yeah. And I just like the... I've talked about this before on the podcast. The When um, Luke just destroys over the Sarlacc. I just love it. I just think that's what a hero is all about. Oh, it's swashbuckling. It's brilliant. I just love how he's just like... Like, as a kid, I didn't understand the plan. Do you know what I mean? Like, I wasn't sure... Why didn't C-3PO know? Like, I sort of didn't get... When I I was that young, I didn't get he was like the most annoying dude ever that couldn't you can't tell he's the one dude you don't tell a secret to and stuff like that yeah and he's the Perez Hilton of the trilogy yeah (laughs) (laughs) and I didn't you know he sort of says oh you've played the wrong message and I'm like did he play the wrong message what's going on like why are they doing this yeah and when Luke just goes hey how about letting us go now like sure you're about to push me into this pit. Yeah. And I just love at the darkest hour, like he's seconds away from dying, just goes, yeah, probably should let us go. (laughs) And and Jabba's like, oh, right, right. And he's like, all right, sod, R2. (laughs) Flick that over to us, mate. Sweet backflip, grabs it, lights it up and just fucks shit up. It's so good, isn't it? It's it, so good. And then just jumps from skiff to skiff, then gets over to the sail barge and just just takes out dudes. And he doesn't he doesn't lose his cool like once because he goes off and fin- almost well, mostly finishes his training. Mm-hmm. And then he rocks up in that cloak and chokes the two Gamorreans with his, you know, force choke. Mm-hmm. Which by the way, like is technically a dark force power in terms of alignment. Well, that was one of the... Um, I, I don't really think that was dwelled upon enough in Return of the Jedi. Yeah. That that Luke the whole time was battling with that thing to not become his father. Like, Because yeah. yeah. I know Mark Hamill like, sort of said when he went to the, um, the costume fitting mm. for his Return of the Jedi outfit and he said to George Lucas, oh, this is very Vader-esque. And that was... You know, it was sort of to sort of foreshadow that maybe he will go to the dark side, yeah. sort of thing. And and I think that you know that the the choking was all part of that as well. But I sort of think that was sort of like a thread that kind of didn't get pulled enough to use a uh, a sweet metaphor there. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just love that bit. And you know, as I said before, I I I love the Ewoks. I I can't stand it. They blink now. I, wait, wait. I'm sorry. Did they CG in eyelids? Yeah, that's just creepy. <laughs> it's so, like we. It's no one cares, George. No one cares. Now, I got to ask you a question about um, something in our discussions today uh-huh. that has come to me. How did you feel when Luke found out that Leia was his sister? Honestly, mm-hmm. I thought they were trying to recreate the father moment again. I thought they were trying to have another like big bombshell twist that people could talk about. Yeah, I feel like the executive said to George, uh, "Okay, so you know that thing where Darth Vader was his father, and everyone just lost their shit for like five years. Can you do that again? Because that's really good for sales." And he's like, "Sure." So he chucks it in. Don't get me wrong; it kind of works. 
But at that point, Carrie Fisher was getting a little bit throaty and a little bit Lindsay Lohan-esque. I feel like she was really cruising on the line of kind of trashy at that age. I mean, she said so as much in books, and she was a bit husky. I mean, everything post-gold bikini in that film. Mm -hmm. So when she had that weird Joni Mitchell long hair thing going on, and she reveals that, I don't know, I didn't really care that much. Um, All right, well, I'll tell you where I'm going with this. Okay. Now... I um I, I know your girlfriend quite well. Yes. Now, you guys both talk... Oh, she's not my sister, is she? ...with the same enthusiasm <laughs> and <laughs> upbeat phrasing. Yeah. And... Kind of in the face, there could be something with the smile and the eyes. She's not my sister. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. That's impossible. <laughs> that would suck, wouldn't it? That would really suck because we've done a bit of makeouts at this point and it would be really gross. I mean, there's a certain point where you're like, I put so much stock in this company, I should probably keep investing. <laughs> that would really upset me, dude. I mean, like, what if you found out your fiance was your sister? But we don't, we don't have any you don't know. similar traits. You don't know. You. I mean, you do both enjoy each other's company. That's technically a similar trait. Like when you kiss her, do you go... Our mouths fit together perfectly. It's weird. It's like putting a key in a lock. <laughs> but don't turn it or you'll break your key. Um, it's called degloving and it's gross. I, yeah, I, I don't know, man. If I found that out, I'd be pretty disturbed. Um, I wouldn't just... Because oh, I, I guarantee you that... that Do you ever get mistaken for brother and sister? Never. Never once. I have a sister, by the way, who looks eerily like me. She looks a lot like me. To the point where my friends will... Just slather her with very lewd compliments. Not when she's around, of course. They'll say how attractive she is. And then they'll look at me and go, she looks a lot like you. And then they'll kind of lick their lips a bit. <laughs> so my sister, Anne, if you're listening, um, uh, I'm very, very, don't know what to say now. Very, it's very conflicting. Because let's face it, one of the biggest, most adventuresome, awesome, fun time, action trilogies of all time focuses on incest for a, an unfeasibly long amount of time. And I guarantee you that twist did not occur to him until the second film mm. or third film, right? Well, we talked about this on the live episode with Ronnie last week that, the, uh, like, how weird would it be if he did know from the start? Oh, gross. <laughs> Powerfully gross. Because, I mean... Powerfully gross. Because Greek myth has a lot of... Like, Greek myth has a lot of, you know, he was going for big, broad, kind of, you know, classic storytelling techniques. But that kiss at the start of Empire, like, the, he didn't know. He didn't know. He, and she, he didn't know. He couldn't have known or he's gross. Because, I mean, watch Game of Thrones and we openly criticize, you know, the characters for being morally reprehensible. But, uh, did it, uh, by the way, in, in Jedi, did they ever acknowledge the kiss? Did they ever, like... Oh, no. No? No. Han was there for that kiss. He must have. He must have had a moment where he was just balls deep, and he was like, "Oh, there!" But for the grace of God, goes your brother. What are you doing? Well, you know, it, it, when you think about it, it's yeah. quite obvious that it's going to happen, right? What do you mean? Well, Luke, you know, he's a he's an intergalactic hick out on Tatooine. Okay, yeah, I guess. Do you know what I mean? He's yeah, but tra- he's, he's, he's galactic trailer trash. No, right? no, no. Well, look, in then, th- yeah. Princess Leia mm-hmm. is in royalty, Yeah, quite known for its incest and inbreeding. It is an incest match made in galactic heaven. Oh, 
because technically, if look, if you're a if you're a Sith pure blood, right? You want the bloodline to be pure. You don't want your Sith children breeding with non-Sith. You don't want them breeding with Muggles, whatever I, the I, Jedi equivalent of Muggles are. I have not read that book. There's no book on it. It's more of just a. It's a more of a memo that gets sent out. But what you want, well, you would actually want the incest to happen because you're like they're going to make a double force baby. <laughs> but now, to hear the full episode along with hundreds of hours of bonus content, I would invite you to check out the Steel Wars Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash Steel Wars. For just $3 a month, you get a dedicated RSS feed that easily pastes into any podcast app you use, sending the complete archives of Steel Wars episodes along with bonus Patreon exclusives like movie commentaries, Q&As, and shows like the Making Steel Wars show, which I make exclusively for Patreon members with Jason Ward of MakingStarWars.net, where we try to find the news behind the news. Plus, you'll get the bonus segments from the call-in shows, which sometimes can be over an hour. And as well as all the bonus content, you get that warm glow that you are supporting this show you listen to each week. The idea behind Patreon is if lots of people chip in a little bit of cash, that content producers such as myself can still keep producing for you guys while still being able to feed our very cute Ewok-looking cats. There's a hungry cat involved in this, guys, as well as some sweet, sweet content. Check out all the super fun tiers and all the shows you're missing out on at patreon.com forward slash Steel Wars. And may that force be with you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.